0: or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, here we are again, and here I am again. Week three, and this week I continue to carry my my congested sinuses with me. I'm just not getting over this cold, but I'm not going to complain. As I mentioned to you last week, Suffering is in the mind, and discomfort is in the body. If we address that discomfort with a lot of consciousness and grumbling and all that kind of stuff, we we suffer. So I'm not suffering. You may be suffering listening to my voice crackling again this week, but uh, hopefully not. But I have a great topic today, and I, I think you might enjoy it. I was I was bouncing this off a few people, and their their eyes just lit up, saying, "Yeah, that's a great topic." And what is a great topic? Well, there are some people who are annoying. How do you know you're not one of them? Mm. Are you someone that typically gets positive regard, negative regard? Psychologists call it affected presence. So, what's your affective presence? Is it positive? Is it negative? Well, you see, affective presence is it's really a phenomena where you do affect people. There's one study that was done with uh, speed dating. And in speed dating, you sit across from someone and you have uh, maybe three or four minutes and you have to impress upon the other person why they want to date you and you give it your best shot and then you move on to another person well in this one study what they did is that they gave a questionnaire after each each uh, exchange and invariably those that affected someone in a positive affective present way were across the board everyone saw them that way the same with negative affective present. so this is something that other people It's not just an individual thing. People generally react to you according to your affective presence. So if you are someone who is this positive, affectively present person, uh, invariably people are going to like you. They're going to want to hang out with you. They're going to want to make friends with you. And in speed dating, maybe they're going to want to date you. Of course, there are other variables, but affective presence is just how you affect people. So we don't want to annoy people. That's the negative affective presence. I mean, sometimes we are unconscious and we we don't pick up the cues. Now, I'm talking no, no, wait, I, I apologize. I'm not assuming that you are an annoying person. But for the sake of this podcast, how about we assume that you are— a negatively affectively present person. And you are annoying as hell. And, and people just flee from the room when you walk in. Well, maybe not flee, but, but you know, you're the guy that, that starts talking and uh, people start yawning and shuffling their feet. And, uh, uh, you know, just, just you could see the blank eyes, the blank expression. They're standing there, they're being polite, and they're trying to just get through your soliloquy and you're going on and on about nuclear physics and 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 you know you think you're being the uh the highlight of their life you know just enlightening them about all these thermonuclear reactions and they're just standing there and just fidget. see you're annoying you're annoying people and you don't know it so we want to become conscious if we have negative affective presence First thing we need to do is be aware of it. You need to be aware how you're affecting people. And then you have to kind of break it apart and you've got to analyze what is it that you're doing that is rubbing people the wrong way? Well, let's take the concept of airtime. You know, like I guess in the radio or TV, you're on the air, airtime. So when you're with someone and you're in conversation, You need to be aware of the airtime, the time that you're speaking. And this is something you need to be conscious of. Some people drone on and on and on, and they have no concept that they're chewing up all the oxygen in the room, and especially in the conversation. So you need to be a little bit cognizant of the fact of how long you've just been going on with your soliloquy and there needs to be balance. Now, most people like to be involved in a conversation. Otherwise, it becomes a lecture. And you need to be at least cognizant of the fact that how long you've been talking, you get a sense of that. And and it's time to maybe create some balance. So you you hit the brakes on what you're talking about. And this you know it it all takes some practice, and you bring the other person into the conversation. Well, I, you know I like nuclear physics, but what about you? what What do you like? do you do you have any hobbies? I mean what what kind of interests do you? Have? So you bring that other person in and you start to create balance in the conversation. and And one thing you don't want to do is, I mean, even if you are striving toward balance, you need to be careful because sometimes your insecurity comes into play. And what happens is that you make your point and then you make your point again and you make your point again in a different way. You know, you're coming around it from, from six different ways because you want to be sure that they're grasping the relevance of what you're talking about. So your your insecurity is saying, well, you heard me just talk about this reaction and but let me tell you because if you if you looked at this reaction from this way or if you look at so what you're doing is you're you're, you're wanting to be so sure that people understand without any doubt whatsoever what you're trying to convey now in most conversations now i'm not talking about technical conversations in most conversations people just want to hear the cliff notes And you've got to be aware of that. People don't want to hear a whole dissertation on why you love a certain uh, uh, kind of form of uh, karate or food or whatever it might be. Give the cliff note. Give the the highlight version and drop it in the conversation and see where it goes or doesn't go. But don't hog the balance. Don't chew up that airtime. And, you know, in lieu of that, I mean, you have to assess interest. Now, if you and I met, I would certainly enjoy talking to you about my, my hobby of astronomy. But I would need to pick up right away whether that's an area of interest for you or not. If I see you standing there politely nodding and saying yes after everything, I say yes, 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 yes hmm I would immediately know that astronomy is not the subject i want to stay on so you need to read where someone's interest lies and if they if their interest lies in an area that that is consistent with what you're talking about you feel that energy and you can feel the lack of that energy so you need to kind of develop antenna and you really need to not be so full of yourself that you assume that your discussion on the explosion of nebula in the universe is universally desired by everyone you talk to. You need to be conscious of the fact that your perspective on things uh, may not be shared, and in which case you need to shift gears. Now, we're talking social situations, and if you want to have positive affective presence, You need to be able to shift gears and you need to move it into a direction of mutuality. So think of someone you know right now who has positive affective presence. And what you know, what traits, what traits do you see when you when you're with that person? Well, they probably seem interested in you. They probably want to hear more about what's going on in your life. Now, I've always found that. In any given conversation, people like to talk about themselves. Now, of course, you're going to get into people that may be insecure and are shy, and you know I call these the turtle personalities, and they, they don't want to expose. Yeah, okay, but but in general, if you draw someone into a conversation, they're going to leave that conversation feeling more satisfied than if you just talk about yourself or your interests. And you yammer on and on and on, so no yammering, and draw out someone's someone else's interest. You might go on a little bit about astronomy, you notice a little bit of a blank stare, and you hit that reset button and you say, "Well, what about you? You know what 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 kind of things do you do? What kind of things interest you? I'm curious. that's a great a great segue. I'm curious what what do you do?" Uh, With your spare time, so maybe that's maybe that's a good segue to keep in mind. Just be curious rather than trying to sell yourself. Isn't that what happens when we bore people? And what about oh my gosh, what about someone who who brings their their opinionated logic to every conversation? Oh, that's a for me that's a that's a real trial because basically you can't argue with opinionated logic. Someone holds a position. And you know, God forbid you you differ from that opinion uh, it's it's a black and white world for someone that's highly opinionated. You've got to hear yourself sometimes, and when you are droning on and you've chewed up some airtime, you know you have to know when enough is enough, and you've got to not be stubborn. What you can't do if you want to have positive affective presence is you just can't let insecurity cloud you from being present because when you're present you are present with that other person and you are engaged in a give and take so give and take very important if you're just giving and giving and giving but not taking information from the other person that person's going to get bored and if you continue they're going to get annoyed and you're going to be labeled in their mind one of those annoying people. So we don't want to annoy people we want to bring out their interest as well as expressing ours we want people to like us we want to let them know what we're all about especially if you have something that you are passionate about and you'd like to share that passion there's nothing worse in a conversation than the doldrums where you're droning on about something that is you know like paint drying just has so little relevance and you have very little interest, anyhow. You're just making small talk. Well, it's a good way to be annoying. But keep in mind, it's not just about you. And again, when insecurity comes in, you you know you're trying to impress people. Well, impress them in the right way. Be passionate about what you're talking about. Uh, be interesting with how you discuss what you're talking about. But don't try to impress. Don't try to puff yourself up because then you're going to overtalk. And you're not going to be present you're going to be formulating a path of how am i going to get this person to love me how am i going to get this person to think i'm the best thing in the world and that doesn't bode well that gets annoying fast so if your insecurity comes with you into a conversation you've got a job you've got to work on the fact that being present is one way to quell the insecurity because insecurity is in the backdrop and insecurity is saying, I've got to impress this person. Maybe I'll tell them about how I did this and what I did last year on vacation. And maybe I'll tell them how much money I have. See, so insecurity is kind of interrupting that presence, the flow in the conversation. You are now manipulating the conversation and who are the best manipulators? Well, Sociopaths, sociopaths, they are charmers you know they they just will charm the pants off you but it it does eventually wear thin and it comes across as superficial so one of the things we want to be aware of is if if and i and this is a big if if you really really want to be someone with positive affective presence get involved legitimately involved in your conversations and the other person we can passively talk about things and be passively involved with the other person but if you're really interested in hitting that bullseye find a way to be more present be more involved in the conversation and get interested in what that person's telling you we all like to be liked and if someone likes what we're talking about if someone encourages us yeah tell me a little bit more about that that's interesting people like that you like that. I like that. So be interested. Be poignant. Remember the cliff notes are important. Don't drag, drone on. Don't yammer. Very important. But you have to learn to read the tea leaves, and that's, you know, that's part of the, uh, I guess, the evolution that needs to take place. If you don't see yourself as someone with positive affective presence, then you need to become more positive, more effective in getting people to see a side of you that makes them want more so the next time you see somebody trying to just you know kind of hang in there with you and maybe maybe you'll you'll realize this in retrospect and you know you'll you'll leave the party or where you were and you'll you'll be driving home and you realize oh my god i just went on and on why did i do that you've got to really give yourself some feedback And, and this is if you're in the evolving stage if you're wanting to become more positive, and of course, wanting to become more positive is synonymous with being more optimistic, the more upbeat you are, the more optimistic you are, the more present you are, the more interesting you become because you you really have a passion when you are involved in your world in an optimistic way. So bring your A game into every conversation, That that every conversation that's meaningful to you. And and this is this is kind of important Uh, i always say i'm a jogger and and i realize deep down in everyone's heart we all like to be liked and we all like to have friends and i've realized over the years that most people that you pass as you're jogging jogging by will keep their heads down and avoid eye contact so i as an experiment a long time ago i started to just always just give a a very strong and positive hi how you doing great day invariably i can't think of the exception the person with the hangdog head would look up smile wave back and react in a positive way now in that simple exchange i'm sure i had a bit of positive affective presence that person probably remembers hey that's joe he's the uh, he's a nice guy at jogger i see him all the time so you see that you can affect people whatever whatever you do it doesn't have to be for 3 hours in conversation it could be a coworker at work it could be the the doorman at the building you go into every day but just recognize that the big smile the positive regard people like to feel good and if you come out of your own kind of cocoon and realize it's not all about you if again I'm, i'll I'll qualify it if you want to be more positively regarded, I'm not saying you have to go around saying, hey, how you doing? But if you want to be more positively regarding regarded, then, then it is important for you to be an ambassador of goodwill. It takes a little practice, but you know what? It's like they say smiling. I, I don't know the number of muscles. It says much less muscles to smile than to frown. Uh, good, Bringing good cheer and goodwill is a lot easier than you imagine. If you are a jogger that goes around with your head down, you may, you may feel you're escaping the, the kind of uh, embarrassment of saying hello to someone you don't know. But until you try on that positive, affective presence, until you give that, hey, how you doing? You'll see how rewarding it is because it is rewarding when people respond to us in a way that feels fulfilling, in a way that gives us a positive response positive feedback so it's in your best interest to cultivate being more positive more optimistic the one thing that i've always felt that is such a facilitator of being liked is having a sense of humor now you may disagree and i'm not saying you have to do you know five minutes of your best stuff but i am saying that people like to laugh people like to be happy if you bring humor into a conversation and it doesn't have to be in the form of jokes and, you know and, and it shouldn't be artificial but you should be waiting for an opportunity to make light of something to kind of a little chuckle uh whatever it is because people like to laugh there's a feel good kind of endorphin feeling when we we chuckle when we laugh so we want people to see us in a way that they they think back and they say That's a person I'd like to to be with. The opposite, of course, is if you're an annoying person. If you don't know when to stop, if you are too opinionated, if you are pessimistic, if you don't read the room well, if you don't read, I should say, if you don't read the, the other person well, and you're not showing legitimate interest, if you're manipulative, if you're insecure, and you're letting all of these things interrupt so you're saying, okay, that's a lot of stuff to throw out there. And how do we grasp it all and put it into a nice bow? Well, let me tell you, there is a simple way. And as I've mentioned throughout today's podcast, that simple way is cultivating presence within the conversation. And to just reiterate one more time, when you are present in a conversation, you're first of all, you're out of your stuffy head and all that insecurity chatter, and and whether or not you're making a good impression, and whether or not they like you or they don't like you, you are present in that moment with that person. That is gratifying. When someone is in tune with you, it's like tuning forks. You know, when you, you clang one tuning fork and bring it near another tuning fork, they both start vibrating in the same frequency. When you are in tune with someone else, they feel it. That's what being present is all about. You want them to feel your energy, your positive energy. You want them to be interested in you, but you want them to know that you're interested in them. The conversation has a natural ebb and flow. It doesn't get lost in the weeds. So the best I could say right now is be objective, get some feedback, See how people react to you. Read the tea leaves. Are they shuffling their feet? What's their body language? Are they yawning and their eyes darting away? You can't keep focused on you. Read the tea leaves. Give yourself some feedback and make some adjustments. We're not telling you to become a superficial person. We're not telling you to be manipulative by by becoming more positive. We're just saying, well, maybe that's the best way to put it. You don't you don't act more positive. You become more positive within the relationship, within the exchange, within the dialogue. So the next time you're with someone, whether it be someone you're friends with, a colleague at work, someone you just meet, what are you bringing to that conversation? Are you bringing yourself or some affectation of yourself, you know, some creation of yourself because you're trying to impress or you're trying to win them over? Isn't it true that the quickest way for you to become bored with someone is when they're trying to sell themselves to you. And again, if you're trying to sell yourself, that's insecurity steering. You don't need to sell yourself. You need to be yourself. So on that note, be yourself. As Dr. Seuss once said, there's no one you are than you. And visit my website, selfcoaching.net. And where you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. And also check out my latest book, Uh, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. I think you'll find it interesting. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you're not powerless. So remember, remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. I'm losing it. I got to go get my Advil. (laughs) So join me every week. And what do you say? We make it simple Living together. yourself Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart.